0: Welcome to Walking the Earth podcast, where we follow the journey of my friend Mike Margulies and his travels around the world. I'm your co-host Justin Castle. Uh, we left left off with Mike in Hempy, India. That's right. Yeah let's well, yeah. let's get right into it, man. Um, I guess
1: first and foremost, though,
0: let me say Happy Diwali. Thank you, uh, thank <laughs> you. Happy Happy Diwali <laughs> to you. Um, I'm sure. I'll you...
1: come back to that one. Okay, um, I don't know what it is, but. It's uh, the Festival of Lights here in India. It's a five day festival. The biggest day was a couple days ago. Um, I'll come back to that, though. It's been like a whole month, I think, since we last recorded, so I'll try to fill in the blanks first. And then um, that's a little hint,
0: foreshadowing of what's to come ahead. Ah, Tarantino, (laughs) this mother. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. It's been a month. uh, Um, There's been a hiatus due to my relocation to. New York City. I'm now in Astoria yes. Astoria New York, which is in Queens, uh, right across the Congrats river from man. Manhattan. Thanks, man. It's been crazy and today is actually my first day or was my first day of work in my new job. Nice. Nice. Thanks. Thanks. And I know you've been <laughs> all over the Got place.
1: Plenty. Been everywhere and I think in a month. Um, you know one thing that we'll have to do with this is kind of abandoned the play-by-play aspect of it. I'm not going to be able to give, you know, every single detail of every single story I've gone through in the last month. Um, It's, because while you're traveling, you know, imagine when, I remember being back home, right? And some story would happen over the weekend. And that story would be the thing that would be the story for the next week or couple weeks or something like that. Um, While you're traveling, that happens every day. And so I have now another month worth of those stories. So it'll be literally impossible uh, for me to tell every single story of what's been happening. Uh, but I think I can still give a pretty good overview of what's been going on uh, and tell the highlights. Um, and then also I have some interesting, I think, uh, new observations on cultural differences and that kind of thing. Great. Um, but I was – yeah, I wasn't humpy. When we left off.
0: Is that how you pronounce um, it? Humpy up, or?
1: I think that's the proper way. Yeah. Humpy. That's that's how I've heard locals pronounce it. Duly noted. And A I, long <laughs> A. e. Yeah. And I spent about two weeks there. I loved it. I think on the last episode that we recorded, I talked about uh, how I had this spark of creativity. I was writing music and uh, poetry and all this stuff. Yep. I uh, really loved it. And eventually it was time to journey onwards. Uh, I think I mentioned how I broke my phone, my Galaxy S3. I just dropped it and broke the screen like I do with many of my phones. Mm -hmm. Uh, At first, it wasn't a big deal because I was in Hampi, loving my life at that point, just um, hanging on mountains and writing. And I didn't need a phone at that point. But after a while, I decided, well, this is also my camera and my MP3 player and blah, blah, blah. So I decided to go to Bangalore to try to get it fixed. Bangalore is another big city. Um, And I thought I would be cute about it. I had actually, while I was in Hampi, I went to a Samsung store and they said it would cost 7,000 rupees, which is, I don't know, like $116 or something to fix the screen. I thought I could be cute and find somebody in Bangalore that would do it for cheaper. And that was a mistake. (laughs) Um, Basically I arrive in Bangalore and I, I'm crashing uh, with this girl, Joanne, that I had met previously in Mumbai through couch surfing. Um, she's living in Bangalore and had been in Mumbai for the weekend, like my first week in India. Um, so I crashed at her place, and um, she and her roommates were like, oh, yeah, go to this place called SP Road to fix your phone. And so I go to SP Road, and I met this guy who seems um, he seems trustworthy enough to me, seemed like a genuine guy, oh he said boy. he would fix it. Huh? Oh boy, he's a setup. <laughs> yeah, it was, dude. I got conned like none other. Uh, I have never been so horribly conned in my life. Uh, I just got taken for a ride. Uh, I the second you set that up, I was like, "Yeah, you got screwed." Yeah, no, it was awful. So, this guy seemed, you know, it, it makes me feel shitty because it's. It makes me realize maybe I'm not as good at reading people as I thought I was. Oh, God. <laughs> um, but this is uh, just an example of how you have to be on your guard around here. Um, There's a happy ending to the story, though, um, in that I learned a lesson. So that's <laughs> how I take of it. Um, but, <laughs> but It's kind anyway, of like a Family uh, Guy
0: episode. Everything goes to shit, and then you learn something yeah. somewhat.
1: <laughs> you know, I learned something today. Um, so, yeah, this guy seemed good. Like, he could fix my phone. As it turns out, it wasn't even going to be um, that much cheaper than if i just went to samsung but at this point in time i had already it's a kind of i i'm not going to tell all the details it's kind of a long story but i had ended up somehow being at his place for several hours because i he left i thought he was coming right back after he fixed my phone he said oh it'll be a two-hour job um but as it turns out he didn't show up back until several hours later blah 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 um i leave my phone with this guy and I call him back a couple of days later and he's saying, oh, sorry, I didn't get to fix your phone yet. There was a big flood and I lost everything.
0: Mm. Um,
1: at the time I was like, oh, I'm sorry. Um, I hope everything's okay. In reality, this guy was just completely bullshitting me. Uh, this kind of thing happened for like several days uh, until finally I went back there and I made him, you know, I could have taken my phone back, which I should have done at that point, but the guy said, "Oh, definitely, I'll have it on Tuesday, or I have it in three days for you." So I said, "All right, that's Monday, right?" And the guy says, "No, Sunday doesn't count. It'll be on Tuesday." Um, I leave town for a while though, while this is going on, and I decided to so I decided to go to a few other places nearby to Bangalore while my phone was supposedly being fixed. So I went to another city called uh called Mysore, and they had this big parade there, which was really cool. I actually ended up running into um, this group of French students that I had previously met in Hampi, just randomly found them in Mysore. And that's actually something that started happening a lot um, in the later part of this trip. So the first three weeks of traveling, it was all new, all fresh, but then I start running into... The same people in different cities. Because now I know people, and either I intentionally meet up with them or bump into them randomly. Well, it's kind of a nice.
0: Um, it's kind of a nice thing being in a, another country and not knowing a soul, but having you know kind of reoccurring friends.
1: Yeah. Well, after being here for several weeks, you know you build a network of people, and a lot of the travelers are on similar paths. So right, that's real neat, and it turns out these guys. Um, that night we're going to another place called Udi. So I spontaneously on the spot decided to join them. I went back to my room, grabbed my bags and hopped in a bus with these guys. Um, and we went to this place called Udi, which is in the mountains. Um, and I wanted to go there cause I had previously heard about another nearby place, uh, in the jungle. It's called Masinagudi. No one ended up coming with me to Masinagudi. Um, as it was, it was uh cost prohibitive, I guess for most folks. But, um, I decided I wanted to go. I had heard from someone I met way back in the beaches that you can basically live in the jungle on this, I don't know if you call it a resort, but it was, um, yeah, we call it a, call it a resort for lack of a better word. Um, in the jungle, and you go on these tours, it sounded really neat right uh, kind of expensive though it was two thousand rupees a night, which mm-hmm. is like eh, thirty two dollars um which actually I guess so- <laughs> <laughs> if I'm telling you that you're like what thirty two dollars and that's for your accommodations for your food for the tours for everything all inclusive thirty two dollars um' <laughs> talking to someone in the u s it sounds like that's nothing. That's peanuts, right? A hotel room anywhere costs more than that. Much less a, a hotel in the jungle with food and
0: tours and right. all this stuff. <laughs> well, you're on a I guess you're on a budget though, you know.
1: Well, you know, for a backpacker, that's a lot. You know, most of the hostels or guest houses rather that I'm staying in, you know, the one I'm staying in right now that has Wi-Fi in my room, hot showers, clean bathrooms, big bed. This costs me 200 rupees a night, which is like 250 or something. Right. Um so 2,000 rupees is actually – Relatively uh, is a lot. Relatively speaking, a lot of money. <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, so I tried to get someone to join me. No one to join, but I I wanted to do it, and I had time to kill while my phone was supposedly being fixed. Mm. So um, I go to the jungle, and I'm hanging out there for a couple days. Uh, it was neat. Got to see all kinds of interesting uh, creatures tons of deer just right outside where you're living These spotted are they, deer are
0: they mutant deer are they...
1: Uh, i don't know yeah. <laughs> they're spotted i, I don't know they are, they're,
0: they're mutants they're mutants
1: maybe um <laughs> are cousins, they're cousins they're cousins cousins to the but yeah something like that native north american <laughs> deer and there's uh yeah you'd see boars and monkeys and um wild cats all kinds of interesting animals um, did you
0: feel threatened by any wildlife at any given moment? No, not really. Um, the spotted deer didn't ter- threaten you? No, <laughs> okay. no. i just checking, just checking. <laughs> um, Oh, but there were some
1: spiders in my bathroom though, actually. So I did feel threatened there. <laughs> I opened my bathroom and there's a spider just hanging out on the bathroom floor. <laughs> and I was like, Oh shit, is this guy poisonous? What's going on here? Yeah, It's probably so scary. I grabbed this hose and I, uh, you have these. The shower is kind of like on a hose, so you can move it around. So I grabbed it and I, like sprayed the spider um, down the drain. Probably like I-, I thought it wasn't the most zen approach, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but to kill the spider for like my own comfort, but it made me feel better. Uh, good. I think he came back though. Well, there definitely was another spider that came back, and then the second, the original one also came back, because he was missing a leg originally, and then there's another seven-legged <laughs> spider came back. Old seven legs back. Old seven. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that they weren't poisonous, though, after all, so it's no big deal. Oh, okay. But it's just the classic tale, the itsy-busy spider. He came up the water spout, and then down came the rain mic with the hose and washed <laughs> the spider down, <laughs> and then the sun came and dried uh, up the rain.
0: And he came <laughs> out again yeah um that bastard
1: and it was cool uh, the guy who kind of ran the place so he was a friend of the dude who told me about it okay I was on the beach um his name was arun and he also uh was an engineer and then he decided the jungle was calling to him and so we kind of connected and so that, that was neat he actually as it turns out uh told me i'm staying as his guest so the Expensive 2000 rupees wasn't an issue after all. Wow, which I wasn't expecting that's awesome! Yeah, I wasn't expecting that at all, but it was nice. Um, it, it was really cool and nice of him. Um, but we, yeah, you know, we got along real well because we had a lot in common, so we talked about a whole bunch of things that ways we saw, uh, you know, the world and whatnot.
0: Um, uh, although I didn't, sorry, go ahead. I just wanted to know where. He was an engineer. Was he from the States or is he from another country? No, he's from India. Oh, okay. He's from India. Okay, cool.
1: Um so yeah, I didn't stay that long in the jungle though, because you know, I did spend some time hanging out with this guy, Arun. Um, and you know, we made a good friendship, but um a lot of the time I was there, I was kinda just like by myself. Um I was just hanging out in my room and I was I guess I was getting a little bit lonely. Now, on the one hand, there's something to say for being alone. You know, you need to be comfortable being alone and uh be able to kind of just enjoy smell the roses, right? Look around at the forest and enjoy yourself. And I think with time, uh you get even better at that. Um but I decided that it wasn't the experience I wanted at that moment in time. And that's kind of a running theme actually of what my backpacking uh, travels have been like, it's stay in a place until you decide it's time to leave. So wherever I am, if I'm feeling like, Oh, this place is amazing. Like I felt in Hampi, Okay. There's no rush to leave. I'll just stay there for a couple of weeks. No right. problem. Um, on the other hand, if I'm feeling, eh, this isn't the experience I want at this particular moment then I leave. Um, and so at this particular moment, I, I was feeling lonely a lot of the time. Um, mm-hmm. So I, you know, I knew it was going to be a weird conversation with Arun to say, hey, I I've only been here a couple days, but I'm going to bounce. Um, but I have to do what's right for me. You know, so I told him, like, hey, you know, this is how I'm feeling right now. Um, it was no problem.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm sure. But he sounds like a very um, laid back individual.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, it was cool. Uh, it was a cool experience, though, being in the jungle. I just decided right now I wanted to be in a more social atmosphere. I will, there will be a time and a place where I will, uh, need to be by myself. Actually, I don't know if I've talked about this yet on the podcast, but, um, I've signed up for a Vipassana meditation course. Have I talked about this yet? I don't believe so. Um, I so could be wrong. Basically but go for it. Well, just if I did, it'll be a little bit repetitive, Oh well, uh, basically I'm going to. I have 10 days with no speaking and no eye contact. Um, yeah, I remember now and yep. just meditating for, I may have talked to you. I probably talked to you about it at least. I think so. But, um, that's coming up at the end of this month. And it's the kind of thing where yeah, I actually had to apply for it. Um, in advance. Uh, I hate having plans, but this is one exception where I have to have a set date for something. um, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, actually, the course was even not even open to more registration. I had to email them and say, "Hey, here's my situation. I'm, my visa is expiring. I really want to do your program before I leave the country." And they found a way, I guess, to uh, to get me in. So I have that coming up, and that will be an extended period of being okay with being my just with myself.
0: Yeah. So I figured
1: that'll be the time for that. 10 anyway. days,
0: 10 days. Yeah,
1: yeah, dude. It's going to be really intense. Um, well, I'm not taking that lightly at all. Uh, it's
0: going to be mentally trying, I'm sure, man. Well, if I, yeah. if I could, for the listener's sake and for my own sake, I would like to talk with you directly beforehand and directly afterwards.
1: Yeah, no, we can, we can do that. Um, yeah, I think that'll be a good idea. It'll, yeah, it's going to be tough. I I know it's going to be really really tough. One of the toughest things I've ever done. But the hope is that at the end, the reward is all worth it. So I'll I don't know exactly what um, what's going to change in me when I come out of it, because you can't possibly know that until you do it. But I have this sense that if I can go through that experience, from everyone I've talked to who has done it, they've all said that you know you transform essentially as a human being and you, you're able to be just
0: more in control. Um, I think that'd be good. So we'll see yeah. what happens. It sounds, it sounds very interesting. I'm ec- yeah. I'm excited. I'm nervous for you. Um, uh, but I think it'll be, it'll definitely be life changing. Yeah, for sure. I mean, well, everything sure. else has been, so why not one more thing, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and so anyway, um, at this point,
1: I go back to Bangalore. By the way, this whole time I was traveling through, I was only spending a couple days in each of these cities, you know, to Mysore, Udi, Masinagudi, while I was kind of waiting for my phone to be fixed. I keep calling the guy and I'm like, Hey, so what's the status? And every time he's got a new excuse, like, Oh, well, sorry, I have it fixed, but I just don't have it in my hands yet. I have to get it. Um, next day I call it and he says, Oh, I'm sorry. I have it, but it's a festival right now. It's just taking me on a complete run. Um, are taking me for a ride. Um, anyway, I go back to Bangalore to resolve this, and I also decided I wanted to go to North India before the Vipassana. So that's at the end of the month, and I had so I have one month, and I've only been in South India so far. So I wanted to go see a little bit of North India before that. Um, so I go. I figure Bangalore is a good place to fly from. So for all these reasons, I head back to Bangalore, and this time. I actually ended up staying with um, my friend Venkatesh. He's the guy who who told me about the jungle experience in the first place. Okay. So I had met this. I had met Venkatesh originally in Gokarna on the beach uh, in the beginning of my trip. Venkatesh had told me about this jungle experience. And now that I had done the jungle, I had been in touch with him at this point. So he lived in Bangalore, as it turns out. So I went to stay with him um, I arrived in Bangalore actually on my birthday. Nice. And when he found that it was my birthday, he didn't know. And then uh, he asked me at one point how old you are, and I said, "Well, uh, I guess as of an hour ago, I'm 27." So, yeah, buddy. <laughs> um, and it was nice. He brought out like he just got some rum out, and we had some rum and coke, and he had a little had a little impromptu uh, dessert with his candle in it, and so it was real nice. Awesome. The other thing for me. And uh, they were. Awesome. Uh Van Katesh has a he's also someone with a kind of similar background where he was working, I think, for IBM, uh and he decided to quit. And now he's you know, he just did a lifestyle change quit his job and now he's doing photography um and journalism
0: and, yeah. and he's getting by that way. How old is how old and is Van He's in his thirties. He's in his thirties. Yeah. Um, um, you want to know an interesting thing is um, uh, in our month hiatus, I was talking to my friend who uh, worked for my previous employer, and which I just left a couple of weeks back. And he said that his close friend actually did the same exact thing you did. And uh, actually, I think you know him. I don't know his yeah,
1: name. Yeah, someone messaged me
0: on Facebook. Uh, uh, that uh, was Ben Ber- Berardini's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. And,
1: uh, yeah, yeah. My f- so Ben is uh, at – yeah, he was also at Exxon around the same time as me. He quit his job. Um, Yeah, yeah, and he's in – I don't know where he is right now, Europe or I, Southeast Asia? I don't
0: know, but I'll find out. Um, yeah.
1: No, I'm going to meet up with him at some point in Asia I think. Uh, wow. We've been talking about that. Oh.
0: That's awesome. Yes, yeah, <laughs> it was ra- it was random. I was telling my friend about our podcast, and he he said, "Oh, wait!" Or he he felt like he heard that before, and he said, "No, my friend just did that." And I said, "No, my friend just did that." <laughs> <And> <laughs> yeah, we both did. And <laughs> you didn't you didn't coordinate it. It was just happenstance, right? Or, yeah.
1: No, uh, no, we did. Yeah, just coincidentally, it turns out we both had the same idea. Huh, um, yeah.
0: I wonder if there's something um, there. I wonder if it's the high right. stress of 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 that business. But I I don't know. We can. We it can... happens everywhere, man. It's, yeah.
1: There's people doing it all around. It's you... uh, times that it, they are changing. <laughs> it's <a>
0: great song. <laughs> yeah. Bobby D. Yeah. Bobby D.
1: Yeah. All right. But, uh, so yeah. So anyway, um. So at this point, I'm in Bangalore, and I'm staying with my friend Venky, and. He basically was my saving grace and helped me resolve this whole thing. I go with him back to the... This has now been two weeks or something later that they've had my phone. And I go show up with him. And only because he was there, really, it was the only reason this got resolved. And Basically, these guys, I learned later, had not done any work on my phone the entire time. They were just banking on me giving up and leaving. Keeping my phone, keeping my 3,000 rupee deposit... Uh, just screwing me over. Um, this guy, and, and every time I see him, this guy's like, hey, Mikey, you know, trying to be like my friend or something. And he's just this two faced son of a bitch. Um, <laughs> they bring my they, he when I show up, finally he says, oh yeah, we'll bring your phone. It's on the way right now, uh, it's in traffic. It'll be here in half an hour. It doesn't show up for another hour or two because they just at that moment in time started working on it. Um, wow. So two hours later or whatever it is, they show up with my phone and the phone is completely jacked up. Uh, the screen is now not completely black. It's, it's now a functional screen, but it's got cracks in it and the vibrating feature wasn't working. And the case doesn't snap on completely. They fixed things like the vibrating feature, but the case still didn't completely snap on. And the, right. you know, the screen wasn't, it was like he, he fixed my screen by replacing my broken screen with a less broken screen. Wow, no. uh and he still wanted uh the full uh, whatever it was eight thousand rupees or something for it um and it was a it was a situation man they, this is the i mean this story epitomizes in many ways the chaos of india it's not like in the u s you walk into a, a store a silver player store and okay it's uh, this is understood. I give you my phone, you tell me a date, I come back to pick up my phone on that date, it's fixed, I give you the money, that's right. done. It's just way more crazy here. You know, if someone tells you a date, that really means a week after that date, and maybe this guy is just scheming on you and he's trying to take your phone and your money. Right. Um, and it's just I, what I should have done in the first place was gone with a local, one of my friends, like Fenke, to try to figure out getting my phone fixed. Lesson learned. Yeah, um, definitely. At the end of the day, though, I had a decision to make. It was either, uh, it, it was either he's going to give me back my old screen and probably fuck up my phone even more in the process of putting it back, or I pay him some amount of money and just take the shitty repair job. I I was advised to take that option so he wouldn't make the phone even worse. So I ended up paying like six thousand rupees. So that's you know a hundred. Uh, dollars or something huh. uh, for a shitty repair job I, the phone works now okay. but it's got a cracked screen the back doesn't come on completely um, it's not really fixed the way it ought to have been fixed I gotcha uh, you know but like I said I think this this it sucks but at the end of the day I'm taking this as a le- I think in the future this will pay dividends as far as the lesson it taught me yeah don't trust uh, random yeah. people yeah about how to trust and how i have to be careful of even someone who seems trustworthy you know they could be scheming yeah um so i learned a lot from this and it makes for a good story so <laughs> <laughs> um so i got something out of it at the end of the day um that that's why i try to take as a traveler you i knew going into this whole thing that that kind of thing would happen mm-hmm. and um, you just didn't
0: know what in what form it would show up. Yeah, exactly. I knew when I was coming to India,
1: something would happen. I would lose some money. I would get screwed over some way. Um, but you have to just, you know, ride, ride the wave. You can lament on these um, things for a long time and be pissed off about it, or you can just say, "Okay, well, I learned a lesson and move on." So that's what I'm trying to do. Yeah, um, and well, you know what?
0: Let's got a phone working now. Well, that's, Um, I think that's, that's great. And, um, yeah, go ahead. I I guess I was just going to say how
1: this all this story also kind of, it also epitomizes another part of India, which is just the diversity of the types of people that you meet. Um, so you meet such amazing, wonderful people. Like, uh, when I was in Mumbai, if you remember, I talked about Arindam yeah. and he, when my friend Samara got sick, he helped us navigate the hospital system and yep. uh, he was just going above and beyond what anyone uh, should do in, as a couch-surfing host. And then my friend Venki and he, you know, spent his whole day with me trying to resolve this crap and he helped me stay this place and uh, helped me celebrate an impromptu birthday celebration. Um, this And just these super nice, amazing, wonderful people. Uh, and and just people you meet in the streets that are just so warm and positive. Uh, these babas you meet and babas kind of like I don't know a monk is a good a word for it. Right. These Dudes that in Hampi they were the guys that were living in the caves and I just go hang out with them for a while. Um. There's all these warm, amazing people, but at the same time, there's these guys like the cell phone dude who are just the scum of the earth out there just to screw people over. Yeah. You know. Um. Yeah, you never know. And India, but India is just this crazy place because it's not like you can describe to someone, what's an, what are Indians like? There's no such thing because there's cultures within cultures within cultures here. And they all speak different languages. Uh, it, even within the generations, it's different. Hmm. Um, you could, know, my um, friend Amit was to explaining to me how he can meet an Indian guy. And that guy's just as foreign to him as he is to me, depending on if he's from a different place. He speaks a different language. Um, Wow. Yeah.
0: That's completely... And even within
1: a generation, I was crashing with some other friends and they all, their go-to language uh, when we were hanging out in social settings was English, but their parents don't really speak English. So we'd be in their house and there wasn't really English spoken. So even within the same, just between generations, within the same family, it's massively different yeah uh, you know we think of the u.s as a diverse place because we have all these different colors of skin and but ultimately the u.s is not when you besides superficially it's not that diverse we're all speaking the same language we all have pretty much the same cultural identity well whereas here it's like I mean, yeah, there are differences, of course, culturally within different groups in the U.S., but yes. it's massively different in India, just the different types of people.
0: Um, and that are native, that are native to those areas. Yes, even within the same
1: city of Bangalore, it's you'll find, like, yeah. every type of human being.
0: Do you know what's um, – do you want to know something that's interesting? Is that coincidentally I went to one of the least diverse areas in the country, Syracuse, New York. To a story in New York, which I don't know if I've told you this, but I, I don't know where I heard this from, but apparently it's one of the most diverse areas in the country, and possibly, you know, possibly per square foot in the world. There's over 180 different dialects that I, I've been, according to what I've been told, that are in this neighborhood alone, and everybody gets along well. And actually, has a very low crime rate in this area. It's one of the safest huh. neighborhoods. And i I walk down the street. I don't understand anybody. <laughs> like, like no, <laughs> I mean they all speak their version of English. But it's going from Syracuse to this area has been one of the most. It's just drastically different. It's it's very very interesting, and I am sure it's you know yours is to what you are saying is even more extreme than what i've gone through absolutely without a doubt majority of people don't speak your language but um most ver- people
1: speak some english but yeah. um a lot
0: of, not everyone does
1: and they speak it to different degrees and it's not necessarily everyone's first language for sure yeah uh, it's it's weird well for some people english is like their primary language <laughs>
0: um,
1: some people here they yeah that's their go-to language but it it just depends what class you're from, what area you're from. It, there's so many factors that go into it. Um, but there's like six thousand something absurd, like six thousand languages in India. Wow! Yeah. Holy crap! It's it's absurd, man. And there's sub dialects of languages, and it's it's madness. But <laughs> well, that's India for you, right? It's this chaotic, crazy place. The traffic um, I talked about in the first episode—that is very representative of what the culture is like there's no lanes you know in the u.s you've got lanes it's very ordered and structured and uh here there's everyone just drives around everyone's driving and everyone's on top of everybody else and it's really kind of indicative of what it's like just walking around the streets too yeah Uh, you know it's i kind of likened it to um that's an interesting thought i had recently where you know, if you look at the human brain, you have got the left side of the brain and the right side of the brain, and the right left sides where you've got you're very logical and it's ordered, and then you've got the right side of the brain that's more creative side and free and more chaotic, you could say. And if you thought of the human species as uh, as one uh, organism and the plant on the planet, you could think of the Western world. As being the left side of your brain, <laughs> and you could think of places like India as being the right side of the brain. Um, and in a way, maybe that's what we're doing, you know, as a human species. You've got
0: it's possible, uh, you know, we're aligning. You go, in different you people ways. like me, you
1: go to crazy. Huh, sorry,
0: we align in different ways, you know. Yeah, just like positive, I think and neg- both positive uh, and negative, you know, negatively charged uh, particles.
1: Yeah, I, mean, or... I think both sides are important.
0: So you've got. And you'll have, you know, people that go to the uh,
1: to India or places like India, and um, there's all this chaos, and you're going to experience the good, the bad, the ugly, and you have to filter that and figure out what's good, what's bad. But if you can navigate that madness, you can take yourself down the positive path mm-hmm. and take something back, um, because there's all kinds of sparks of creative, um, amazing things that come out of this chaos, and so that's – so you can – it's just like your brain, your creative side of your brain. If you just let it go wild, you'll think of a lot of ideas. Some of them are crazy and dumb. Some of them are really brilliant. And, and then you can filter them and boom, make something great out of it.
0: Yeah. So I
1: don't know. It's a thought I had recently. <laughs>
0: that's a very interesting and, thought, my friend.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, uh, well, let's see. Well, Mikey, do you – let's – Uh, we should stop right now. We're at right around 40 minutes. Um, all right. Yeah, we'll pause this. I guess we'll uh, resume. So to be continued. All right, everyone. Episode five. Everyone, thanks for tuning in to uh, to Walking the Earth podcast. Uh, I'm your co-host, Justin Castle, along with Michael Margulies. Um, we will tune in to you next time with episode five. Thank you. Same bat time, same bat channel. <laughs> uh, indeed. <laughs> everyone take care.